You know, I know when I was a kid, it was Thanksgiving, and then nothing was said much about Christmas until the first or second week of December. But it seems like now Thanksgiving is the beginning of the Christmas season. Huh? Anybody agree with that? (laughs) You know, with the big sales last Friday and after Thanksgiving, we enter into a season. And I want to take a little different slant this morning and say it's a season to remember Jesus. Now, part of being successful in life in the natural is to recognize the season of life that you're in and act accordingly for that period. This is true in our Christian walk, too. You know, around this time of year, everybody gets busy with all kinds of things besides your normal routine. I mean, you got shopping and cooking and lights and decorations and how many people have been putting up uh, outside lights on your house? I said, well, I've got a few of you that have been, or maybe you have somebody else do it, but <laughs> it's being done. Traveling, all of these things. But in our busyness, and in our hustle and our bustle around this season, he came, but it's also time to remember that he's coming again. You know, thank God for all the lights and the gifts, the decorations, the food, being with family. But you know, that's, uh, that's just the icing on the cake, so to speak. Something we enjoy. As we get into this this morning, I want to look at the Messianic prophet Everybody know who the Messianic prophet was? It was Isaiah, yes. I heard somebody say it. He prophesied in amazing detail the coming of the Messiah. In Isaiah 7, 14, I'm reading from the NLT today. All right, then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a, a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now look at Isaiah 9, 6. For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest upon his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now Isaiah spoke this revelation hundreds of years before Christ came to the earth. Isaiah revealed the way that Jesus would come if Israel and the leaders of the children of Israel of that day would have listened to the prophet, they would have been prepared for the coming of the Christ child, the Messiah. But they weren't prepared because they didn't listen to what the prophet had said. They were looking, and they didn't recognize him because they were looking for somebody to come as a king 
that would deliver them from the Roman rule. Their failure to recognize that season caused them to not, not act accordingly the way they should have acted and received him. Because they didn't act, they didn't get the benefit of the Messiah. We need to listen to the word of God and take heed to what it says and be ready for all of the seasons. Now in the verses I just read to you, it spoke of the season when, for when he would come. But today we are living in the season of Christ's return. You know, in the verses I just read to you, God spoke to the people about the coming Christ, the Redeemer. You know, we need to take a lesson from history and be prepared for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ when he comes again. We can ask the Holy Spirit to help us to realize the seasons so that we can receive everything that God has for us. The Christmas season, we're remembering an event that took place over 2,000 years ago. But let us remember, because of what, remember, Isaiah prophesied it, but they were not ready for it. The word of God through Daniel and John and I don't know how many other prophets have talked to us and even in the epistles the apostle Paul talks to us about the return of the Lord Jesus Christ so let us be ready for that season now as I get into this I'm going to go a little different direction here and I want to talk some th- about some things that we need to remember during this Christmas season other than the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a season which we've got to remember that God's presence is with us. Isaiah seven fourteen. All right then, the Lord said, I will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive. She will give birth to a son and call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. That's the exciting part about the Christmas message. God came to be with us. That's something to recognize during this season. You see, there's many times that we overlook some things which we could recognize. You know, other, in other religions, they're trying to get worthy enough to be accepted by their God. They're doing all kinds of works and so forth and so on. I know in the military, I spent 22 months in Taipei, Taiwan, and I saw them worshiping Buddha and they had these statues and they would take food out and and if you could pay more money for the food, that puts you in a better position and all kinds of doing all. Anybody know what I'm talking about? But the beauty of Christianity 
is God came to us. He came to us. That's the big difference between what we call Christianity and the other religions. The benefit, Jesus came to earth. And it says his name was Emmanuel, God with us. Adam disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden and man had lived separated from God, from the presence of God. But God sent Jesus so that he once again could be in contact with the man that are the people that he created. Man, using the word man there, meaning mankind, everybody. Galatians 4, 4, 4. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for, for us who were slaves to the law so that we could be he could adopt us as his very own children. By becoming born again, we become a new person in Christ. One American writer and theologian said this, the birth of Jesus made, pos made possible not just a new way of understanding life, but a new way of living it. That's a pretty good statement. By Jesus coming to the earth and the redemptive work on Calvary, through that we are no longer slaves under Satan. No longer under the penalty of sin. Through Jesus, we're no longer slaves to habits that have, that have held us captive. Part of the message of Christmas is God's presence with us. He promised always to be with us in Matthew 28, 20. He promised never to leave us nor forsake us in Hebrews 13, 5. I am talking about it's the season to remember not that Jesus came, not that Jesus is born, not that he's, he, and it is a time to remember he is coming again, but it's a time to remember these things that we have now because of what we call Christmas. Now I know, and I've studied in the theology, I've studied all this and I know that most, most probably none of this happened on the weekend. <laughs> you can study all about it. And some people get bent out of shape about it and so forth and so on. But I say it this way. Nobody really knows the exact time that it happened. Now, we do know the places because of what the Word of God tells us. We do know that. But we know, don't know the exact time, but we got a pretty good record of that time because that's when their Caesar 
put out a decree of everybody to pay taxes. And so we do know that part. We don't exactly know the day or the time. It, it, you can argue it several different ways if you'll study that. But what I say is, this is the time that we celebrate it. This is a time that we celebrate it. You know, as we go into this season, there's another thing that we can remember. And that is God has given us promises. Now, as we read in Luke, and you've read this many times and you'll hear it again probably several times before this season is over. Luke 1 30. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you found favor with God and you will conceive, give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this be? I'm a virgin. But the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What more your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son is now in her sixth month. For the Lord God will never, will never word, for the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I'm the Lord's Savior. May everything you've said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Now here the angel came to inform Mary of what was going, going on. What the angel said didn't fit in with the scope of human reasoning whatsoever. Mary did not refuse, which she could have, but she said, okay, may everything you, you have said come true. Now, we see that what the angel said to Mary reinforced what Isaiah said in Isaiah seven fourteen. He said that a Christ child will be born of a virgin. God's word, he kept his word. He kept his word to send the son. God fulfilled the promise. During the Christmas season, we should remember that if God kept his, that promise, surely he can keep all of the other promises. If one promise that God gave came to pass, then all the promises that God has given will come to pass. You need to keep in, in mind, God will fulfill all of the promises that he has in the word if you simply will believe it and receive it. He kept his promise, but they didn't receive it, right? 
but we have received it. God, he was Emmanuel. God is with us. His presence is with us. We can see now, if he fulfilled that one promise, we can rest assured that he will fulfill all of these promises. Because if he ever failed to fulfill one promise, he'll fulfill all of them. Look at all the promises that we have. The promise of the coming Messiah, and we know that happened, right? The promise of salvation, that came through Jesus Christ, through God that came to be with us. The promise, actually it's not a promise of healing. Healing came. But we do have the promise of safety and deliverance. The promise of provision and abundance. The message of Christmas is God keeps his promises and we can receive the benefit of it if we will believe and accept. Come on now. I know I'm going a little different than normal on a Christmas. I'm using the Christmas story a little different, but these are some things that we can think about at during the, that we need to remember during the Christmas season while we're caught up in the celebration of that first promise, we can celebrate all of the promises. <laughs> you know, this is also a season to remember that God has given us some things. And I just want to talk about one of them, but I want to talk. He's given us peace. In the midst of turmoil, we have peace. That's something to remember at the Christmas season besides the birth of the Christ child. Luke 2, 9 through 14. And suddenly an angel appeared to the, uh, of the Lord appeared among them. And the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good, new, good news that will bring joy to all people. Now you see here, here's another thing that we can, joy. The Savior. Yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. <clears throat> and you will recognize him by the sign. You'll find the babe wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. Suddenly the angels were joined by the very host of heaven and the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the, in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those whom God has ple is ple with, with whom God is pleased. Now here we see that the angel brought 
Two, th- two more things that we can remember at this time of the year. Joy. Well, I don't have anything to be joyful about. Yes, you do. If you've been born again and saved by the power of the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, you have something to be joyful about. I'll go over this far. If, you, if you're still breathing God's oxygen that he created, you got something to be joyful about. If you have a well body, you got something to be joyful about. If you're able to sit in this church this morning and hear the word of God being preached, you got something to be joyful about. All we got to do is look around and there's all kinds of things to be thankful for and, and joyful for. I have, I, I, I'm joyful that I have, I have a warm house and a bed to sleep in. Come on. I'm joyful that I've got food to eat. I didn't come here hungry this morning because if I, if I did, it's my own fault because my, my, I got stuff in the cupboard and stuff in the refrigerator. All I had to do was go partake of it. That's something joyful. Hey, if you're not enjoying joy, get in the word of God because it tells you everything here. You're just not, you're just not going to the cupboard. Hello? There's three of my grandsons sitting right there. When they were little, they'd come and say, Poppy, I want I wanna something to drink. Well, I'd get up and I'd go into the, and, and get it for them. But when they got a little older, I said, hey, you got two legs, go open the, go open the door and get it. You know, sometimes that's the way we are. Oh God, give me this. Oh God, give me that. Hey, he's already given it to us. All we got to do is go partake. Come on now. You know, joy. It said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to a few people. All people. The Savior. The Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. See, we know that's where he was born. The scripture says so. But he, the angel said, he'll bring joy. That's something that's a part of the Christmas season. I'm talking about all the things that are a part of the Christmas season that we should think about that many, many times we overlook. It's not about turkey and dressing, which is really good, and, and giblet gravy the way my wife makes it. Now, some of you have some of that slimy dressing, but that's not dressing. And some of you have something they call stuffing, but that's not cornbread dressing. Let me know what I'm talking about. I'm, I, I'm, I can have joy. Because I'm pull up to that table. <laughs> Come on now. You know, then 
He comes with another thing to remember during this season. He brought peace to all mankind that will receive it. The Prince of Peace came to take away the barrier between God and man. And now that peace that only comes from God himself came to dwell with us. Peace that nobody else can understand. Peace when you're in the middle of the biggest trial you ever had in your life. You can still be peaceful. See, the sinful nature of Adam when he sinned, separated us from God, separated us from the presence of God, separated us from joy and peace and many other things. But all of that changed on that night. When that babe in the stable in Bethlehem drew his first breath. That's the first Christmas we call it. The son of God became the son of man that he might bring salvation, peace, joy, happiness to God's man that he created that the enemy tried to steal but God said I got another plan buddy you think you got it made you think you've won but as we say sometimes he told it you hide and watch cause your time's over My presence will once again reside with the man I created, the person I created. My peace, my joy, and all of the things that he had will once again be restored. You know, today, many Christians are not living in peace. The reality of God's peace seems to be far away. And they're living in fear. Because they've never taken time to understand and read the word and see that no matter where they are, no matter what happens, they have the peace of God with them all the time. You know, fear is a spirit. The Bible says so. Then that means that that's part of the devil's kingdom because he's a spirit. You can deal with him with the Holy Spirit. 
people live in fear because they don't understand the peace that God has brought them through the Christ child. Remember, the peace of God is available because of Christmas, Christ coming to be with you. You know, so many times in this season of the year, we get under burdens, the cares of life because things have not gone right. We may have lost a loved one. Life has seemed to beat us down. It seems like so many people at this time of season, they labor under stress and all the demands that seem to be upon them, financial pressures. But you see, we can have peace. We don't, yes, all of that is real. All of that exists. But if you walk in peace, the Holy Spirit will show you how to get through it and come out on the other side. Jesus came to make it possible for us to have peace. Philippians 4, 6 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Talk to God. What you Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he has done. Then you'll experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. The peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Back in Isaiah 26, 3, I think it is, says, that will keep him a perfect peace whose mind is stayed or focused, concentrated on him. Here, it tells us specifically, don't worry about anything. Pray, tell God about it. And then you'll experience the peace. Have you ever thought about this? Maybe you've done it. Ah, you've been concerned or maybe even worried over something. And you just sit down and talk it out with a friend and you feel a whole lot better. Anybody know what I'm talking about? 25 people in this whole crowd. (laughs) I sure am glad that the rest of you have never had that problem (laughs) that you needed to talk to somebody. But here it says, don't worry, pray, tell God what you need. Then you will experience the what? The peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. So during this season, as we enjoy all of the festivities, 
the lights, the food, every gifts, everything. Let us remember, God wants us to live in peace. If you watch the news, all they ever tell you is the bad stuff. They don't tell you about all the good things that are going on in the world. And if you're not careful, you can get in distress. But you can have peace. Let, we need to let peace rule our thoughts and activities. How do you do that? Well, you just say, hey, okay, this is over here, but I am not going to fret about it. I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to have peace. Yeah, but the problem's so big. Well, how do you eat a 14-ounce ribeye, bone ribeye, medium rare, well, lean a little, little lean, uh, rare, lean, uh, between rare and medium rare. That's the only way to eat it. That's the way I eat it, and that's the only way it is to eat it. <laughs> how do you eat 14-ounce steak one bite at a time. You'll stay in peace if you'll quit worrying about the whole and take it one bite at a time. You can live in peace. You know, let the peace of God rule our thoughts, our activities, not just at this season, but throughout the whole year. During this Christmas season, let us remember as God's children, his presence is with us. His promises will be fulfilled for us. His joy is ours to partake and his peace will reside with us if we will allow it to. So at this Christmas season, it's a time to remember there's more to it than just a babe in a manger. Heavenly Father, I've just tried to talk to these people about a few things that we have because of this season. I pray, Father, that each of us would let the presence of God Live big in us. Let us realize that all of your promises are there for the having. And let us realize that the peace of God is there for us in every situation. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you have to be in here today and... <clears throat> You've never experienced the salvation that God provided. Or you know what it is to experience that, but you've taken a detour. You need to come back and rededicate your life. Anybody on any one of those invitations in this building right now? You need Jesus, you need 
to rededicate your life. I want to pray with you and I want to pray for you, but I can't do that if I don't know who you are. So would you just raise your hand anywhere in the room? Praise the Lord. Everybody stand and thank God for Jesus. Hallelujah. You got something you want to say? Oh, peace, oh, peace, wonderful peace coming down from the Father above. Sweep over my spirit forever. peaceful presence in this place right now. Man, you just, you just won't stay here a little while, right? <laughs> but you can do that all the time because you have the peace of God. You're carried with you because he lives in you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, I just thought I'd Go a little something a little different at this Christmas beginning of this season. And I trust you got something out of this this morning that you can help you during this time. Praise the Lord. Well, glory to God. Tonight, six o'clock. And remember, when you come on this campus tonight, there'll probably be a lot of other people on here that's not coming to church, but they're coming to see these lights. And as, as you see, as you see some of them, just, just say, Lord, these lights are up to say that Jesus is the light of the world. If there's any of them that don't know you, send somebody across their path that will talk to them. And may they accept your son, Jesus. Amen. Tonight, six o'clock, be here. Wednesday night, hour of power. First time guest, we're so glad to have you with us today. If you're looking for a church home, what would we say, church? Would you, first time guests, go with our connection team, receive a special gift that we have just for you? And like we said, if you're looking for a church home, come on, be, be a part of us. The staff are just going to the doors to shake your hand. They're going to sing a chorus. You're dismissed. We'll see you tonight. Remember, there's a lot of things to think about in this season besides just he was born. God bless. See you tonight.